Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Hope you had a great weekend, my friends. Thanks for tuning in here to the America's Home for Conservative Not Bitter Talk. And yes, I'm your one and only host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. Join our online community. You can do that for free. We're building that. I think I might talk a little bit about some of the stuff that's happening here is to give you some context on where we're some of the stuff that's happening here that I think you'll like to hear. But anyway, email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com, community.com community.toddhuffshow.com is where you can join our online uh, community. And again, we'll be doing more and more things there as time goes goes by. First off the top, I want to share something that I probably should have mentioned on Friday. I just didn't for whatever reason. But yesterday, yesterday was um, just a really big blessing to me personally and to my to my family. Um, I had the honor yesterday of uh, baptizing both our eight-year-old daughter and my, well, 60-something-year-old father yesterday at church, and it's just quite the experience. You know, it's, I was just telling Oz before before I came on here, and I know that people listening, you know, we're all... <laughs> We're all at, we all have similar shared experience, but we're all at you know different places and different areas of our of our lives. And um, sometimes, my friends, it's easy to, I think, I'm just telling her this. You know, on the one hand, it's been a long time, but on the other, it's kind of remarkable the amount of uh, progress or positive things that have happened. Um, over a relative, I mean, in in comparison to eternity, thirty years is, I mean, not even the blink of an eye, the a portion of a blink of an eye. So it, it's it's remarkable sometimes to just stop and and think, you know. And I'm, I think by nature, um, there's a lot that I want to get accomplished. I mean, there's a lot of things that we want to do with this program, and we've candidly we've made by the grace of God and. Um, some some people that are now on the team. Um, we've made some progress in these areas, and it's sometimes I don't stop. I think I don't stop and and appreciate it. I I feel like I'm a great. I have a grateful heart, but sometimes I'm not as grateful. I don't reflect enough to be gr- grateful for as many things as I as maybe I should be. And I wanted to do that off the top and express my gratitude for the privilege of being able to baptize um, our eight-year-old daughter, Audrey, and our father, my brother and my father yesterday, um, at church. So that was a heck of an experience and one that I will not soon forget. You know, I'll tell you really quickly, I was, I, I share on here, I try not to do this, I don't know, I, I 
it's important to me. In fact, it's the the biggest driver is is my faith. But I try not. I mean, this is about culture and politics, and but these things all intersect at some point, right? The worldview that we have, the way that we uh, process information, the way that we view things this side of heaven, all those things kind of intersect on this program. And so we talk about it from time to time. But I was I was the uh in our household when I was growing up, I was I wasn't raised in, in church. Um and I was I don't mean this in any I'm just the facts were I was the the first um person in that household that Jesus um, Jesus came into my life. And, you know, now I look and I think, man, how different is it today than it was back then? And again, we, we were raised with, uh, I mean, my, my parents were, we, we had an amazing, I had a fairy tale childhood, my friends. My, my parents were fantastic. So I don't mean it like that, but just when you look at it from the perspective of just where we were, I guess, as a family with regards to God and the church and Christ, and, and I look at where we are today, and I share that only to say to you, I know we have listeners all over the spectrum, and you may be one of those people, and if you are one of these people, you and I have a deeper understanding of each, of each other than maybe um, maybe we realize, but if you're from a family that's, you know, you're maybe the first one to make a profession of faith, or maybe you're worried about your siblings and parents and so forth. I, I, that's more real to me than I can, than I can express. And, um, hopefully in hearing that little tidbit there as to what happened to me by the grace of God yesterday, that can be encouraging to you as well. And no matter, even if it's something different, maybe you're, I mean, we're all, you know, dealing with different things. Maybe you've started a business. Maybe there's relational issues you're dealing with. Maybe there's, my goodness, financial problems, health concerns, any number of things. I think it's always good to hear how um, sometimes, I don't want to say the end of the story, but with that particular part of, of the story for me, to be able to be involved in that uh, th- that experience with my dad and with my daughter is quite, it, it just, it, it reminds us. And I hope that's encouraging to you as well, no matter what those things that are important to you, which arguably, well, in my estimation, nothing's more important than what I was a privilege to be a part of there yesterday. So anyway, wanted to share that off the top. Thank you for indulging me. Also, I want to start today by talking about, I, I watched the documentary 2000 Mules over the weekend. Watched it with my son and actually... <laughs> The eight-year-old, my eight-year-old daughter, she she didn't understand any of it. In fact, I think she fell asleep, but she sat out there and watched it with us, at least part of it as well. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I've got some questions for you because as I watch this documentary, as I watch this documentary, and of course, look, I am certain, I am certain today if we pull clips from this show, the wrong ones, um, social media will take them down because I'm going to be talking about this documentary, 2000 Mules, which I think all Americans should be talking about this. I think people should watch this 
and discuss it and ask ourselves, is this, is what this documentary uncovered, is this what we want for this country? Does this make even the remotest bit of sense? Now, this this uh, documentary, in case you haven't heard or don't, don't know, I know some of you have seen it, some of you know what it is, haven't seen it, some of you may not know, and that's okay, Whatever, wherever you are, doesn't really matter to me, I'm just going to tell you, um, this documentary was produced by Dinesh D'Souza, and um, it focuses on the way, well, how do I say this? It focuses on, I guess you could say, election integrity in five in the five key battleground states. What is it? Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. They did research. Um, they spent some time interviewing this group called True the Vote. Um, that's been around since, I think, 2000, and I want to say seven, but something around there. It's not a not an organization that came into existence just in the wake of the 2020 election. This is a group that's been around for some time who who is trying to trying to make sure that we have secure elections, which really every American should be concerned with. And of course, it's interesting to me because 2020, I see, and I think you do too. We view 2020. Uh, through, I don't want to say directly through the lens, but 2016 is in our minds, right? So, and I think it should be in anybody's mind because we spent, we by we, I mean this country, because of the people in the radical left media, the people in the Democrat party, the people, the leaders of that party who were pretending to be so upset when they carried the, I'll never forget, it's etched in my memory the look on Adam Schiff's face when he acted like he was a pallbearer carrying the impeachment documents from the House of Representatives to the Senate. And they acted as though, oh my, we just had no choice. We tried to avoid this. American democracy is on the verge of death. We've got this, this document that we have to bring over to you. And it's, I mean, literally, it to me, when I saw it, the first image that was conjured up in my mind were were pallbearers, people who had a solemn look on their face, who um, were grieving, people who, um, you know, just, I don't know, just, just were going through a lot emotionally and just trying to wrap their heads around what happened. That's, that's what they wanted us to think. Of course, that stuff is 1,000% made up just silliness it is not real it is for our consumption that was to stop the president of the united states at the time who of course was donald j trump so 2016 led to that right 2016 led to that and what were we told at the time and i've said this on this program multiple times numerous times and i know some of you may (laughs) may get tired of hearing this but i just think it's important to reframe this and to see 2020 maybe not strictly through the lens of 2016, but at least with 2016 in mind. After 2016's election, everybody on the left in the media told us that Trump stole the election, Trump colluded with Russia, Trump had, you know, this this dossier, um, you know, he worked with social media and especially with Putin's social media team to trick people into voting for him who really 
had every intention to vote for Hillary Clinton. This was literally what transpired. And again, what they want us to think, the takeaway they want from this, from that whole shenanigan, is that Trump met with Putin in some smoke-filled room as they were sipping vodka in the Kremlin, and they came up with the plan. They came up with the plan, so the media wants you to believe, so Adam Schiff wants you to believe, so Nancy Pelosi wants you to believe, so Chuck Schumer wants you to believe, and right on down the list of radical leftists that are running this country today. They want you to believe that Trump and Putin sat down, and Putin said, you know what, Mr. Trump? I I like you. I don't like Hillary. She's going to be too tough on me. Um, you know, you are somebody that we can be friends. We can, you know, make millions and billions together. So I want to work with you, Mr. Trump. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you access to my team of marketers, advertisers, graphic designers, and copywriters. And they are going to work with you so that you can mislead Americans who are scrolling through Facebook, who are doing Pokemon Go events or whatever they call those things. And all these social media platforms, and I'm not making this up, they literally named Pokemon Go as a place where people were deceived by misinformation. Of course, back then when we first started hearing this, anyone with critical thinking critical thinking skills still scoffs at this stuff. It makes no sense, no sense at all for the last step of your plan, your master plan with Putin if you're President Trump, The last step of the plan is a deceitful ad campaign. Are you stinking kidding me? Folks, I'm not going to pretend that I was some great advertiser or marketer, but I worked at an ad agency, and this is simply not the way. (laughs) This is not the way that it works. And I've been on the record as saying in the past, if the ad agency, the ad team that Putin had employed supposedly to work with Trump to develop these ads for Pokemon Go, Facebook, Twitter, whatever other platforms, it doesn't really matter. Um, if they were as successful at doing this as the media wants you to believe, wants me to believe, then every single company in the world would be knocking on the door of of this group of people. This group of people would make millions and billions on their own if they could trick people into purchasing things that they didn't want or need or have any interest in whatsoever. That is not, this is ridiculous. It is absurd that we have gotten to this point where people literally think, literally think that 2016 was a stolen election and then of course have no interest in 2020 whatsoever. So I'm gonna we're gonna compare and contrast this today, right? 2016, Trump was supposedly meeting with Vladimir Putin, his best ad team in America, you know, well, not the America in Russia. And by the way, I've always asked this question too. If the people that are in Trump's inner circle are so evil, why did he have to go all the way to Russia to find someone willing to to take on the task of misleading the American people. Wouldn't he have had all sorts of people at his fingertips? I mean, none of this makes sense. None of it. But they say it enough. Nobody questions it. Nobody. Nobody questions it. And suddenly it just becomes fact in the minds of people. Remember, this is why. So sometimes these dots have to be connected and, and the picture completed, and it needs to be stated clearly so that if someone's tuned in here for the first time, 
Welcome to the program, by the way. But I need to connect the dots here completely, make this, finish the, the circle here. If, if we are at this point where we cannot question truth, right? This is, this is why Chris Wallace told us he left Fox to go to CNN Plus, and of course they went bankrupt in 45 minutes after investing some, what, $300 million. I mean, just ridiculous mismanagement and, and ineptness and just complete disaster in and of itself. But remember, Chris Wallace told us he was upset when working at Fox by people who questioned the facts. But see, they, <laughs> I'm telling you, these things are all connected. They don't want you to question what they say. They tell you what they're telling you is a fact, but if it was a fact or the truth, then it could stand up to questions. See, when it's not a fact or it's not the truth, it cannot stand up to questions. And so when someone tells you don't question the truth, what they're really saying is don't question what I'm telling you because it really isn't the truth. I welcome, I welcome, <laughs> I've seen this documentary. I welcome a conversation about this. Maybe there's another explanation for these things. I, Folks, I'm, it's pretty damning if you ask me from what I've seen, but I welcome the conversation. I welcome it because you know why? I'm interested in truth. I'm not interested in simply saying, I want to make sure we do whatever has to be done, come up with other any other scenario whatsoever to say, my guy won and the person that I don't agree with ideolo ideologically lost. That's not at all the way that I want to function as a human being. I mean, yeah, it would be, yes, it would be great if we didn't have to deal with the consequences of this, but the fact of the matter is, if America deliberately chose the ideas of Joseph R. Biden and the ideas of the radical left, then we've got a heck of a lot of work on our hands. We've got work on our hands no matter what, but we need to know what that work is. Is it identifying these sorts of things that were talked about in this documentary? Is it convincing people to embrace conservative principles and values and vote for conservative uh, principled leaders and so forth? Is it to help get, I mean, of course it is these things, but which one is most pertinent? Which one is most important? Because folks, if, if what this documentary alleges happened in 2020, at some point, at some point, it doesn't matter. At some point, we get to the point in the process where we say, if one group of people or anybody, one group, both, whatever, I mean, we, the evidence is pretty damning here. But what's the point of voting? The people will begin asking this. I hope they. I hope people realize we. That's we. We have to do that. We have to say I don't know what's what's all going on here with what happened and so forth. But I'm still going to do my part. We have to commit to that while also doing these other things. But at some point, people begin to ask the question: Why does it matter? Why does it matter if what Dinesh D'Souza and True the Vote and this uh, this research team uncovered or says that they uncovered in this documentary, 2,000 Mules. What difference does it make to vote? By the way, the left, I think, would be happy to have all Republican voters ask that question, even if 5% of them decided not to vote. We got to keep voting. We also have to identify the problems, persuade people. It's not an either-or proposition here. 
but it does help to understand. We have to get our minds around what exactly we're dealing with here. So I want to compare and contrast. We're going to talk 2,000 mules. We're going to talk election integrity. I'm pretty sure anything on social media we do pertaining to this is going to get shut down. I'm just trying to, to share with you what this documentary discovered. And who knows what it means? I mean, we can talk about that. But we've got to, we've got to be able to talk about it. That's the, the bottom line, especially when we invested four years and two impeachments on a president, all stemming from this Russian collusion hoax back in 2016. Quick timeout is necessary here. My friends, sit tight. We'll continue this conversation when we get back. See you in a minute. Welcome back, my friends. And yes, I do know, I just don't know what exactly there is to say about this yet, but supposedly a group of uh, a group of senators, bipartisan senators that include the likes of Republicans like Mitt Romney and Susan Collins and Tom Tillis and who else was in that group of Republicans? Richard Burr, I think. They've come to an agreement on gun legislation, gun legislation that um, a general framework. We haven't seen the actual legislation yet, which is why I'm uh, not going to say too much about that yet. But you will see things like Apparently, um, age requirements addressed, magazine um, sizes addressed, um, mental health resources addressed in the bill, and potentially something with red flag laws, which is um, – that's a that one's a big concern to me. Anyway, so I know about that. We're just – there's not a whole lot to discuss yet until we see the bill, other than to say – other than to say that we need to be aware of what's of what's going on, and of course, um, the the potential threats to the Second Amendment liberties of all Americans, of all well, law abiding, freedom loving Americans who simply want to exercise their Second Amendment rights. Um, how this might pertain to to those individuals, like the vast vast majority of you, and of course, just freedom in general. So we'll talk about that as that begins to come together. So just have that in mind. Um, that's that's something to keep your eye on here the next uh, the next few weeks. Also, on a day like today, who knows? We might see today or sometime this week the Roe versus Wade. Well, the decision on the case that could overturn Roe versus Wade. That's out there. I've got Jack Del Rio. Let's see, he's defensive co- uh, defensive coordinator for the. I about said the old name, which would have gotten me in trouble. But the, what are the Washington Commanders now? Not even the Washington football team. Now the Washington Commanders, NFL team out of D.C. Um, he um, He's in some hot water for remarks he's made about January 6th and the BLM riots over the summer of 2020. Anyway, all that stuff's happening. But I want to I wanna go through this, what we've been talking about last segment today. And that's and that's this two thousand mules documentary that I watched over the weekend, because I think it's it's remarkable what um, what they uncovered. And I know some of you have seen it, some of it ha- some of you haven't. And let me let me pause, and I want to say this a couple times between now and the end of the show today. Um, if 
you would be interested. I'm thinking about in our online conservative, not better community, um, having a viewing party. Um, I looked into this and we can get some licenses to view the party or excuse me, to view the documentary. And I'm thinking of, of having, having it streamed on the, our community. And there's a chat feature that we could have where we, people could communicate and we'll even jump in there as well. Um, and possibly even after the event, after the viewing, um, have an online discussion that group that I would, would potentially host if there's, if there's interest in this. So that's a question. Is there interested or is there is there interest out there? What do you think about that? Would you watch it? I think for starters, I think it would save save you a little bit of money. Uh, maybe even from what I've seen between buying the DVD or subscribing to see it online, I think we could save maybe like forty percent uh, and then give you the opportunity to watch it with us. And then of course we have that chat feature during the moot the, the documentary. I keep calling it movie. If I do that, forgive me. I'm not gonna go and correct myself again, but um, and again, on top of that, maybe, maybe there's some other things we could do around this and, and delve more deeply into it, uh, on some sort of an online discussion group where I would be on there and we could, you know, um, do a live chat or webinar or whatever you would call these things. And we could, we could do that. I've, I've looked into that. I spent some time over the weekend looking at that. So if that is of interest to you, actually, either way. Well, if it's of interest to you, I have a new number that you can text us. You can text us. The number, 317-210-2830. 317-210-2830. That's a text number you can text. Text the word MULES, M-U-L-E-S, MULES to that number if you have an interest in that. You're not committing to anything. But if that's interest of interest to you, and i got to tell you, message and data rates may apply. Um, there might be a couple of text messages that go out from this until we decide what we're going to do, and you can simply text back stop anytime to, to get out of that. It's not about any of that. It's simply to say, do we have an interest of you know, finding, uh, having this viewing party online? Because um, I know people have asked me, how do, how do you watch it? That sort of thing. So um, if you want to do that with us on our online community, um, I'm thinking it would be about 12 bucks for a ticket. I think it's 20 bucks to do it online otherwise and I think it's 25 or when you factor in shipping close to 30 bucks for the DVD. So anyway, do you have an interest? I whatever you decide, I definitely think people should watch this documentary. But Mules M U L E S, text that if you're interested. Text it do it not if you're driving, but do it at your earliest convenience. Do it now if you can if you're not driving. Mules, M-U-L-E-S, text that to 317-210-2830. And uh, we'll pick up this conversation about it when we when we get back. But there's a lot of things that this this documentary, I mean, in some ways it's not surprising, but it's it's still shocking to to see the numbers put together, to see the evidence that's put together for this. Um, and when someone tells you that there's no evidence, there's no evidence of election fraud in 2020, you can roundly laugh in their face. No, I wouldn't advise that. I'm just saying that that's that ridiculous. Of course there's evidence. That's not the question. The question is, is there enough evidence to suggest that what happened was significant enough to 
drastically change the results of the 2020 election. And this is important, too, because we're dealing with the January 6th hearings, which, of course, is the dog and pony show um, that's happening in D.C. right now. And look, I can say that, folks, what happened January 6th, I've been through this. The, the, the rioting that happened, the crimes that were committed, folks need to pay the consequences for that. They do. And there were um, lives lost of people... Um, and there's, there's, I think, six, I think, of people who were there. Now, the only one that I think directly died specifically for causes of Jan- from January 6th on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. There's another officer that had a stroke that un- undoubtedly had a stroke, um, at least in part because of what he had dealt with on that day. So I don't mean it in that way. I don't mean that as disrespectful. I'm saying the dog and pony show is is to overly politicize this thing for obvious reasons in an election year to to cast blame to reframe the republicans as people who try to overthrow the government when in reality if you put together what is unveiled in 2000 mules and you think people who were upset at at thinking this sort of thing might have happened it does i'm not justifying the violence that i'm i'm cutting that part out the people who attacked police and all that but in the crime that happened all that stuff Terrible people should have to pay the consequence. But I'm talking about those that there were plenty of people there that, I mean, they were going there peacefully. They didn't even go to the Capitol. If they did, they weren't involved in that. Um, some people were let in. There's all sorts of that stuff that we've we've seen in the uh, from videos and, of course, in the wake of of you know watching this thing be pieced together. But as Jack, Jack Del Rio asked this question, this is what he got in trouble for. He got fined $100,000 for this, asking why there – basically, he was he was saying, why is there cons- just concern about this one? I don't think he was saying – well, he did call it a dust-up, but I don't think he was trying to say, you know, there was more violence and damage in other places. Why do we not care about those? And, and take away the comparison, but just asking the just asking the question outright, why is there concern about one but not the other? Or why is there concern only about January 6th and not all the other acts of violence and people taking over cities in Seattle? Remember Chaz and Chop and all this sort of stuff. Um, Portland, Oregon, and the violence that we've seen in places. It's, it's right there. It's all bad, right? But we're only supposed to focus on January 6th. That's what I mean when I say that. That part of it is the dog and pony show because, again, I can say that even recognizing that there was legitimately bad things that happened and those folks need to be held accountable and people were harmed that should not have been harmed. There were also people harmed in other places, businesses raided and violence that occurred and shots, people getting shot lots of other places over the past couple of years in the wake of the George Floyd uh, verdict or of the video being released and then, of course, the trial and so forth. But anyway, long in this segment, i got to take a break, come back and talk about 2,000 Mules when we get back. Listening here to Conservative Not Better Talk. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Was thinking here during the break, telling Oz, I don't, I don't want to be misunderstood. I'm not condoning the illegal things that happened on January 6th. The violence. I'm not any of that. I've said repeatedly that people who've done those things need to be who have broken the law need to be held accountable. I don't care if it was in Washington, D.C., if it was in Chaz and Chop, 
if it was in Portland, if it was in Indianapolis. I mean, they, folks, the rioters in Indianapolis destroyed a lot of the city. It's bad, all of it's bad, right? I mean, surely we can agree on that. But here's, here's my question, and we'll get back to 2,000 Mules, I promise, next segment. But here's my question. What is, when is the other time that we've had a congressional hearing on, on riots? Well, and I can hear people say, well, Todd, this, this happened in the nation's capital. I understand that. And I'll grant you that to a point. But remember when Trump was president and buildings were on fire in our nation's capital? Did we have a hearing on that? I mean, just because something was bad doesn't mean it was to the level of what they're trying to paint this thing out to be, which was our nation almost fell um, and became a complete dictatorship because um, of January 6th. And I I just, I fully, people were upset, violent crimes were committed, some people were not doing anything wrong, and everything in between. There was literally zero chance Zero chance of this country collapsing. I mean, what in the world? Of course, that's. Do, do, are we that shallow as to believe that if someone storms the Capitol, which I'm not condoning, no, I'm not condoning this, but does that suddenly mean just because they're in the Speaker of, of the House's you know, office, which again, not a good thing, not in favor of this, shouldn't happen, but does that suddenly mean that those people are running the country? I mean, come on. This is this is just silliness that is not for real. And when I say dog and pony share, what I mean is they are trying to present something as more than it is, collapse of our country, insurrection, anything to have to deal with the realities of their policies and their ideas, and everybody is feeling the effects of this in a very, very, very negative way. Quick time out. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, friends. So I think I think if you haven't seen this movie, I think you should, this documentary, there you go. I think you should strongly, strongly, strongly consider watching this thing, 2,000 Mules. And again, I'm going to say again, if you would like to do a viewing party with us, I think save you a little money. We can chat about it. Um, there'll be a chat box in the uh, on the online community, and maybe even host a kind of a Q and A or a discussion you know, between us um, for those that would want to attend that. Um, if you're interested in that, if that is of interest to you, and again, you can watch it on your own. I'm just asking this question. If that interests you, I want to hear from you. Text this not text the word mules m u l e s to three one seven two one zero twenty eight thirty. A number again three one seven two one zero twenty eight thirty. Text the word mules. That just basically says to me, hey, I have an interest in maybe looking at this. Right. That's all it means. I'm just trying to gather information here to see if that's something that we would like to do with, uh, you know, for you, um, which we can do. So I was talking to Oz during the break, and and I I think this. I think that people and I know. Look. I know many of you have questions. Many of you, some of you, maybe a lot of you think, you know, whatever happened in 2020, you don't believe the results and all of that. Um, And there's some people who think that that's a made-up fairy tale, you know, just something that Trump came up with, the big lie, all that kind of stuff. And there's people in the middle, too, who maybe say they don't know. I just think... 
I think this is good for the average American to watch, no matter what your perspective. And and just say this is what they've this is what they've caught. This is what they've identified with, you know, cell phone data where they've tracked people on their cell phones. And I had an interview with Patrick Byrne, probably gee whiz. It's been I think it was the end of last year. Patrick Byrne, uh, CEO, founder of, of Overstock.com, but he's involved. He works with Mike Lindell, and he's been doing a lot of the data crunching and investigating on this sort of stuff. He mentioned this thing back then to me. It was the first I'd heard of this. And but how, how do you explain? How do you explain all this stuff? How do you explain people suddenly wearing gloves to drop off ballots at 1.30 in the morning? Um you know, but those gloves don't start to appear in mass until after, after someone is actually connected to a, a voter fraud scheme after a fingerprints being identified on a ballot. How do you explain? How do you explain cell phone data that shows people uh, traveling in some cities to an average of fifty five zero fifty drop boxes? I mean, maybe someone's dropping off some ballots for their family, but once once you look at the criteria for who these folks actually cong- or, uh, aggregated the data for. Once you look at this and just, just ask, what is, what's another explanation for this? I mean, some of this stuff is, is completely damning. There's video evidence. There's video evidence of a guy trying to push a whole stack of ballots in to the drop box. So many they won't even fit. And he drops some on the ground, picks them up, and throws them in there as well. Why are people taking pictures of themselves dropping ballots in the drop box. Now, the people who were involved in the investigation in this in this documentary, Two Thousand Mules, will say that's how they got paid. Ten dollars. They said ten dollars a ballot. I mean, you look at the numbers of ballots that were dropped off. I mean, potentially. I, look, maybe there's an ex- maybe there's explanations for some of this. I just I think if we saw it. And more importantly, if people who don't believe this stuff would see it, if they would sit down, watch I don't watch it on their own, watch it with us if we decide to do that, and just have a discussion. How what is the other explanation for this? I mean, I'm thinking back to when I was a juror on a trial and think, at some point, you're working harder to come up with explanations than what appears to be the most obvious, which is someone was doing something illegal. So, quick timeouts in order, my friend. Sit tight. Listening to Conservative Not Better Talk, I am your host, Todd Huff. Back in just a minute. All right, my friends. So, about all the time that we have. But I do think this, this, and we'll talk about this more in the days and weeks uh, to come here, this 2000, 2000 Mules documentary. Again, if you want to watch it on your own, great. If you think that it's of value to watch it, with us, with me, and the online community where we can chat and then maybe even have a discussion about it afterwards, which I think sounds kind of fun. We've not done anything like this before, but that sounds kind of fun to me. If it's something that is of interest to you, I would love I'd love to do it. Uh, but if not, I, I'd like to know that too. Regardless, regardless, if you're interested, text the word mules. Do that now if you're not driving. M-U-L-E-S, Mules to 317-210-2830, 317-210-2830. Again, the word Mules to 317-210-2830. And that's, again, um, that just means that we're going to 
look into it a little bit more and see if it's something that we can do. But I think I think this stuff's important. It's something that we could, you know, invite people to to watch and join with us and then actually talk about versus just someone, I don't know, blowing it off, which they may still, but at least there's a chance to talk. Gotta go, folks. See you tomorrow. SDG.